McKenna Smith writes, my experience in Salzburg will forever be one of my most favorite memories. The city of Salzburg is a magical place. Every morning I got to walk to school alongside a beautiful river with castles and snow-capped mountains in the distance. It was incredible and such a refreshing experience. On this podcast of Let's Talk Wake Tech Travel, we're going to be talking with McKenna Smith. McKenna has gone on two of our past Wake Tech trips. She was a study abroad participant in Salzburg, Austria in 2016, and then went with us to Havana, Cuba a year later in 2017. McKenna has been to a lot of countries and she will share her perspective on what travel does for her and what it can do for you. All right, I think we have McKenna on. How you doing? Good. What's new? You're down in Atlanta, I hear, or Georgia. Yes, down in Georgia for a few days. You hiding from the pandemic in North Carolina or what? Yes, I am. I'm hiding on about 70 acres of land. Wow. I have a gallon of water and a few Nutri-Grain bars. It's going well. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, so I appreciate you spending a little time on these uh, travel podcasts I started. We're, we're talking to a lot of past participants that went to Salzburg and Cuba and some of the other places. And you went on both. I just want to start with the Cuba since it was more recent, 2017, I think. Um, what was your overall impressions or expectations of that trip? Uh, I guess I'll start with expectations. You know, I've, I've traveled a lot on my own, as you know, personally. And um, I think sometimes, like, group travel has deterred me a bit because um, I worry that, you know, with, like, you don't have a lot of independence or you don't get to experience a lot of authentic things. Um, but it's more focused towards um, tourist attractions and things like that. But right. I think the most surprising element, especially of my time in Cuba, um, was just how authentic the experience was. And I actually felt like I got to do things and see things and experience things that I actually wouldn't have known about had I just gone on my own. Right. Um, so I just felt like I got a very true experience of the people and the culture and just how, you know, the whole world, the whole world works, Mm -hmm. um, there. And it was also just so much fun going with other students. And one great thing about Wake Tech is that the student body is so diverse. So on the trip, you have so many people from so many different areas of life and it's just a really neat blending of people. And we had a pretty big group. We did. We really did. The more I think about it, I think one of the biggest groups, it was my fourth time, and I think it was the largest group we had. And so, yeah, it's good that you say that. It did feel like you had a lot of independence to kind of do what you wanted, but we also had a fun group that you could socialize with. And we did a lot on that trip. We really did. Yes, we did. Um, what uh, what what was your travel experiences after Cuba? Didn't you go to a couple places on your own? 
I did. Um, after Cuba, let's see, <clears throat> I did Costa Rica. I did Morocco. Um, let me think. A few more places, and I did Mexico City. Um, trying to think. How did you yeah, like? So how, those, how did you like Mexico City? Because I went there last year and I loved it. Oh, Mexico City is amazing. Why well, um, it I continues mean, it, you know, everybody, I don't know if it happens to you, but when I tell people I went to Mexico <laughs> City, you know, you hear, yeah. oh, and you made it back? Yeah, people are shocked. It's like, it. Uh, it's very revealing in those moments, just how our perception of Mexico is just very, you know, it's it's very focused on immigration and mm-hmm. And all you know, different aspects like that, um, and crime there, like organized crime. But it's it's a beautiful city. It's very modern. It's very metropolitan. I mean, I actually wasn't expecting the amount of skyscrapers. You know, like right. the the buildings were incredible. I mean, there there's moments where you really feel like you're in a big city, like Chicago mm-hmm. um, or New York. Um, but the food was incredible. The cost. I mean. What I spent in four days, five days there, including food, drinks, Ubers, Airbnb, all those things. Like, I mean, I it's I think I spent two hundred dollars in five days. Wow! So it's just a remarkable trip. Breakfast might be the best meal ever there because of all the fresh juices and the mm-hmm. omelets, and 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 most importantly, though, the people are just really incredible and they're so generous and so welcoming. Right. So it's just a really amazing experience. I would love to go back there again. Yeah, it's very affordable to fly there, and you're right. It's I was there four days. I think I spent a little bit more than that, if that. I felt completely safe. Um, restaurants galore, and it was a lot cleaner than one yeah. could imagine. I mean, I really was taken care of. I mean, there were... They, Back in the 80s, when I first was looking at going, you know, you hear that it was nothing but trash piles and garbage all over, but not today. I'm sure there's bad places. I just didn't, you know, luckily run into them. Um, Salzburg, you did a study abroad with us back in 2016? Yes. And... Tell me about that experience overall. What did you like and what did you, I guess, get out of the trip? We did a three-week. Well, I mean, gosh, first off, Salzburg is, like, absolutely gorgeous. Um, It's one of the most picturesque places I've ever been, for sure. It's just beautiful. Um, I think some of my favorite times there were everyone else would take the bus to school to class in the morning <laughs> but I would walk because it was so beautiful just to walk along the river and go into town um, but it was just a really amazing experience I mean that area of the world is so rich with history so we were able to I mean the fact that we went to Eagle's Nest um, you know where sort of um, Hitler had his compound during World War Two, and kind of where a lot of um, his stuff we could say originated um (laughs) but but it it was just incredible the things we got to experience and it was a place that was never really on my list to go travel to really 
yes. But once I was there and once I experienced it, I just couldn't believe it. I still to this day, I've been to 27 countries. It's, it's probably in the top five most beautiful places I've ever been to. Um, now, why was, just, why was Austria or Germany in that area, why was that never on your want-to-do list? It just, I, I'm, I've always been more drawn to the Middle East and like Africa and South America. So okay. um, it's just for that reason. I'm not, I, I'm never drawn to places where there's snow and <laughs> okay. things like that. But, you know, there, there's some snow-capped mountains, but it's beautiful. I mean, it's summertime there is an absolute dream. But um, other than just the overall aesthetic of the country and the city and how beautiful it is. Yeah. Um, the class was, was really wonderful, and I I really enjoy business courses in general just because I do believe they prepare people in an array of, of areas beyond that professionally. Um, but I also just enjoyed the, you know, what we were exposed to, like I said before. So going to Eagle's Nest, and uh, we just saw so much of Salzburg, mm-hmm. um, and every day was really packed full, and um, this, the students that I went with were just really wonderful and we had a lot of fun and, yeah. um, it was just a wonderful experience and when we went to Vienna that one day that was really amazing just to get more of an experience of a larger city right um, yeah Vienna has turned into uh, really a highlight we've added a day or two on these uh, three weeks that we did so we the last trip uh we had three and a half, well, no, about three days. We had two days in Prague and three days in Vienna. And I think the more time you spend in Vienna, the more time you want additional. People just love it. So Yes. But, yeah, I agree. But everybody still likes Salzburg over Vienna, believe it or not. Okay. So, well, yeah. maybe you're not one of them, but... Um, they, they come back from the big city and they just, they feel at home in Salzburg. They kind of miss it. It just feels right. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, and that's really anywhere you go and spend, especially if you're abroad living, it's amazing how we have a tendency to build home. You know, we have a need to build home wherever we are. And so if you're far away from home and then you've spent, you know, six weeks somewhere and then you leave, you, you start to feel even more sort of disconnected from that sense. So I agree. Like when we went back, it was like, Oh, you know, it's kind of like an exhale. Right. Cause we were back home. Um, right. but yeah. And, and, but the city of Vienna is just incredible. Like the art scene, the music, it's a lot of, you know, college age people. Right. It's just a really young and, and really like fresh city, especially artistically. So it was a, it was a really neat day trip. Yeah, I would love to live in Vienna. I really would. The public transportation, nothing comes close. Yeah, I mean, and the trains. I mean, you could you could honestly spend a whole episode talking about how amazing the trains are in Europe, but <laughs> Right, right. So you're you're a college student over at UNC. You've been to 27 countries. What is it about traveling that I guess keeps you going? What, what, how did you get into it? Why, why does it fit your life so much? I mean, that's a lot of countries for a college student. Well, I think from 
just a young age, I've always been very fascinated by people and places that are very, very different than me. Um, I, you know, I, I just grew up a lot of the time just wondering where I could go and what I could do and what I could see and just really fascinated by how dynamic and just like beautiful the world is. And so I started when I was 20 and I spent a year in Italy and worked on a vineyard and that kind of just put a, you know, put some kerosene on it and lit it aflame because I just had such a wonderful time there and I've been back five times and would love to end up there one day. But, um, it's just, it's amazing how much it shapes you as a person Mm -hmm. to expose yourself in areas where you might not be comfortable or in areas where you really have to lend yourself to situations that cause you to, um, have to understand someone outside of your similarities. Um, and I think that's a really valuable thing to learn because a lot of why we choose to connect or accept other people shouldn't be based on the fact that we just have similarities. Yeah. You know, I think it's shaped me a lot and just reaching out to people that are totally different than me in an array of areas and mm-hmm. still finding a way to connect because it's just so possible. Um, and then I just also love seeing how differently people live. Um, even Cuba, that was such a huge thing that I took away from that. I'll never forget, you know, people, people live so simply, but live with so much gratitude and so much gratefulness for what they have. And there's such a dependence on the family unit there to make a way and to take care of each other. And in a lot of ways, it's just a different it's just a different value in culture than how, you know, some of the culture that I've grown up in. So I think I've just always enjoyed exposing myself to, to different things and learning different things and, and just sort of discovering all that's different out there from what I've known. Mm-hmm. So do you think you'll end up living permanently in some other country? I would really like to, you know, there's, there's a lot of logistics, a lot of hurdles with that, but I think it's possible um, but yeah, I think if I could find a career and, and be stationed in another country, that's definitely the ultimate dream, yeah. you know? Do you have a favorite country or do you just kind of have a, a favorite area or do you have one specific favorite place? Oh, that's really hard. Um, I'm not good with favorites, yeah. <laughs> but okay. I, um, I appreciate different places for different reasons, but if you asked me where I could see myself living long term, I would say Portugal or Italy. Yeah. If you asked me where, you know, I would like to spend a season doing work, you know, um, <clears throat> or doing, you know, freelance, who knows, um, I would say, you know, Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, it it's, would sort of depend on the situation. I would love to spend some time in Kenya or spend some time in Tanzania. Um, but I think realistically day to day and even, you know, there's a reality too of getting older and living in another country and we are so connected, but you, you know, I have a big family and wanting to be near and experience things with them, like nieces and nephews getting older and holidays. And so I think realistically I could see myself in Portugal or Italy long-term just because I've been there so often and I'm comfortable with the terrain Mm -hmm. and, I know my way around, you know, so. 
we have something to be said for that. We have a scheduled trip in 2021 over spring break to Portugal. That'd be my first time there. And everybody keeps telling me that I'm going to like it more than Austria. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, they're totally different. So (laughs) that's, that's one thing to consider. I mean, from the language to the layout of the city, to the food, everything but portugal is pretty remarkable i mean i was absolutely blown away it's the the creative scene art and film like is off the charts it's incredible and then you see it it has this it, it collides with a city that's so ancient and beautiful and architecturally you know hasn't i mean it's been consistently renovated but you step into it and you feel like you're in like the you know late 1700s right it's just beautiful, but I always tell people Portugal is is Spain, Italy, and Morocco all merged together. Wow! So you have beautiful poplar trees and rolling hills and vineyards, but then you have palm trees and you know Moroccan like dome like structures, and mm-hmm. it's just it's a very beautiful area. Um, wonderful people again, like very warm and inviting. Um, but yeah, the beaches are absolutely stunning. It's just huge terracotta and cream colored cliffs that just jut right into a crystal clear ocean and yeah it's just stunning so one place uh you know i i recently got uh that sling service here and i have anthony bourdain series like 65 and uh one of the episodes i didn't see was oman and, oh gosh. Uh, Oman is like at the top of my list where I want to visit. And I was close. I was very close to Oman being in the UAE right at the border looking in, but I couldn't walk in because the border guard was at the Friday prayers. So I was very upset. Um, <sighs> but what Anthony Bourdain portrays and, and shows uh, this country, I, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So this year, about a month ago, I turned 30. And that was my 30th birthday dream. So I was going with a few of my cousins, and we had it all planned out. In uh, September, we were supposed to go to, we were supposed to start in Israel, do Cairo in Egypt, do Jordan, and then end um, with five days in Oman. And it was going to be this huge, you know, two and a half week trip that I've dreamed about for years. And yeah. so that was a huge bummer to cancel. Um, we put a lot into planning that, but I hope it'll happen again one day. But Oman is probably, I have to say, number one for me right now, too. It's just incredible. And, you know, Bourdain just did a phenomenal job of just showing a totally different face of the Middle East in yeah. these episodes. Yeah. Um, but Oman looks incredible. I mean, it's literally the desert, and then it just drops into the ocean. Yeah. Um, and the hotels look amazing and the food and I've had a, I've, I know of one or two people that have gone and have said that the food was just remarkable. So yeah. very, one day, you know, 2025, we'll get there. Well, the, the Sultan of Oman recently died and he apparently put together a very stable and safe and well, welcoming country. So I don't think most people know that I wasn't, is up to date on it yeah. as I thought, but I really want to go. One last question. Um, what would you say to somebody who has never traveled before and 
really has kind of a fear of traveling, but wants to do it, but's just afraid to do it? Well, I I think I would just say that, you know, not to get, well, I think I would just say that, you know, the bigger picture of life really is about, there really is a need to put ourselves in situations, I believe, that really stretch us, and it's what shapes us as individuals, and I think that traveling is a great way to do that. Um, but I also think that it's important when you go places, especially as an American, to just be very sensitive and honoring of other people's culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you step into other places, it's important to not assume that you know, your way of life is the best way or your language is the best language or, you know, all, all those types of things that we're just comfortable with, be, you know, because of our identity as Americans, which is wonderful. But I think it's just really important to to lean into travel experiences if you choose to go right. with a lot of humility right? Um, and a lot of openness. Uh, but I think that it's just worth the risk. It's always worth traveling it's always worth putting yourself in a situation that is new um and that stretches you because i think that's just kind of the point of life you know mm-hmm. and i think travel is a great way to do it and it's a great way to build especially these trips at wake tech it's also a great way to build friendship right you know someone i met on that trip in salzburg you know we've been friends for four years now right um so it's just it's a great experience and it, it is what you make it right. you know right well, um, I certainly appreciate the, the time this morning to talk about travel and your experiences. And I know being at 27 countries already, that by the time uh, 20 years from now comes around, you'll probably be at the century mark in a number of countries. So keep it up. And it was great talking to you. And um, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk again either in person or on uh, another podcast. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. It was really good to hear from McKenna on her perspectives on traveling the world. She's 30 years old and has already been to 27 countries. Really amazing. My name's Jeff Myers, and you've been listening to the podcast of Let's Talk Week Tech Travel.